Engines hum and better dreams grow. Heart locked in a grind to Reno. Beats a lonely rhythm all night long. These streets of old. Yeah, Jamie Callum there with uh, the song Grand Torino, which of course was the title track for the film of the same name from 2009, uh, the Clint Eastwood film, which is John Fardy's choice for the uh, Cultural Toolbox. John, you're very welcome back. Thank you, Shane. How are you? Good to I'm have you back. Good to have you back. Um, now, uh, interesting choice, as, yes. as ever. Yes. <laughs> Let's see where this one goes. Strap yourselves in. Yes. This is, I think it's a 2008 movie, you'll find. But anyway, you know, I don't want to get off to a bad okay. start. But it's a Clint Eastwood movie in the third act of his career. I mean, it's incredible. If you saw, you know, Dirty Harry or even some of his movies from the 80s, like The Deadpool and stuff like that, you would have thought, there's a, a body of work. This man has done a huge amount in his movie career. You never would have thought that he would be writing or directing, acting, starring in movies in his 70s and 80s. And movies that are brilliant. I mean, we, we could have easily have done Million Dollar Baby, but I wanted to do Gran Torino because I think it's very instructive about kind of the career of Clint Eastwood. So that's just a, a small preamble okay. to what the movie's actually well, about. Well, t- tell us what yeah. the film is about. Uh, Clint Eastwood plays a retired Ford worker very much in Detroit where, where Ford was. He's also a former vet. His family don't see too much of him anymore. When they do, they kind of want him to go into a nursing home. The film begins with his wife just having died. He spends most of his days sitting out on his front porch drinking cheap beer snarling at the world what it's become snarling at many of the minorities who have moved into his neighbourhood the one joy in his life is the aforementioned Gran Torino a car that was made in the 60s or 70s in that Ford factory and his love his sense of what life should have been is poured into this car his next door neighbours are I hope I'm pronouncing this it's either Hmong or Hmong they're Southeast Asian ethnic minority you find them in Vietnam uh, Laos uh, Thailand a lot of them came in the 70s to America and populated places like after the Vietnam War exactly uh, places like Detroit and Michigan and he he just assumes that they're he just calls them Korean because you know that's that's the way he thinks and he's a racist pure and simple and he sits on his porch as I say snarling at the world and you think you know this, this is kind of odd. Where is this going to go? And then one but of then an unlikely friendship develops. <laughs> well, well, not yeah, yes and no. Uh, what happens is there's a kid uh, who's who's the, who's the nephew of the family, and his sister come into his life because he's being initiated into a gang, one of these Hmong gangs. Reluctantly, it must be said, and his initiation is to try and rob. Uh, I was going to say Harrison Ford, that's weird, Clint Eastwood's Gran Torino. He stops him one night and a cooling and a refiguration of that relationship between this racist American and this Southeast Asian boy or teenager begins. And it's a fantastic film from there in. Mm. It's it's a really gripping film. Mm. I really enjoyed watching it. I, I, I sense a big there butt is, There is the a room. big butt coming up. It's it's just too neat, and uh, we obviously we can't go into the ending because people yeah. may not have seen it. I, I mean, it it reminds me of another film you actually put in the cultural yeah. toolbox not that long ago, Goodwill Hunting. Like lovely film, really thoroughly enjoyed mm-hmm. watching it, but a little cheesy, a little cliched, a little two dimensional. 
But I would say, in terms of it being neat, I mean, the ending, without spoiling it, is quite tragic. I mean, it's not all happy Yeah, but families. it does tie up all the loose ends. It ties up all the loose ends, but I mean, there's still people standing over graveyards. They're not happy loose ends. Two-dimensional, I don't agree at all. This is a film of, it's not black and white, there's a lot of grey in it. This man begins as an out-and-out racist, and there's a change. And don't forget, this was 2008. There was a great kind of headline in the New York Times when they reviewed it, you know, hope for a racist, hope for a country. This was, you know, change has come to America, mm. as Obama famously said. And yeah. we'll get to Clint's politics yeah. in a moment. So I think, you know, a, a statement of its time as well, what was going on in sure. America. Sure. I mean, I read another review of it, which I thought summed yeah. it up quite well, saying 20 minutes into the film, we knew Walt Kowalski, the Clint, yeah, the sorry, Clint Eastwood Walt, character, yeah. was going to give the car to the kid. We just didn't know how. <laughs> you see, I think, right, if... That's the, there's a certain truth in that. That's actually, that's actually a good line. Damn, I wish I'd said that. Uh, but had it been any other actor in this, this I know I say this a lot. This film is completely unimaginable without this character. But this is Clint Eastwood's nah, he's, movie. Yeah, he's the centre. Because in a way, he's deconstructing his own characters from the past. That kind of malignant squint he has in all these movies when he was standing in the desert as you know one of the guys from. Any of his westerns, the, the you know, Hang 'em High, the, whatever, the the ugly, all, all yeah, those yeah, westerns, yeah. or Dirty Harry, or even his own. Well, later, interesting you mentioned Dirty Harry because mm. this is almost like this is Dirty Harry for the 21st century, arguably, yeah. isn't it? But I mean, I, very similar. But I think that's great. I think that's very clever. I mean, how often do you see a man direct himself in a way, sending up or at least refiguring his own characters that he made all those years ago and almost asking the question, you know, what became of Dirty Harry? You know, he did, is this what happens to someone like him? He ends up as a lonely racist on a lawn drinking cheap beer. That's kind of what he's saying. So, I, I, you know, I think it contains multitudes in a way. For a mainstream Hollywood movie to take on those issues, I think is very brave, you know. And as I say, he, you know, it, it's a very unflattering view of him. He's not afraid to show his wrinkly arms. Like, he looks gaunt he looks like that squint he had it's almost like it's become he can't open his eyes fully now mm. because he did it so much like it's like he spent his life squinting at the world and now he's got a permanent squint so you know I really think it's it's a powerful statement for such a mainstream movie mm. uh, interesting a lot of the cast aren't professional actors no I know they were this I, I, I'm hesitant that I'm, 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 I'm mispronouncing this this Hmong minority from Southeast Asia but they were really keen to cast people who were not actors and it, it, it really shows in it because there's a real community sense of, of this group coming together and don't forget they invite Eastwood into their house and he does he wants nothing to do with it initially and that's the other thing you know you said it, it's very small Sheen it's very neat it does take a long time for him to actually even acknowledge him why don't, yeah. why don't we take a clip yeah. I mean he's he's pretty mean I mean this is Dirty Harry being a lot more dirty really Get off my lawn. Did you hear me? I said get off my lawn now. Go crazy? Go back in the house. Yeah. I blow a hole in your face and then I go in the house. And I sleep like a baby. You can count on that. We used to stack f**ks like you five feet high in Korea. Use you for sandbags. Well, you better watch your back. It's crazy. Oh, 
And in that clip, that's the sister of, of of the teenage boy who the gang are trying to, mm. you know, uh, co-opt into. It is it is a go-ahead punk make my day kind of uh, scene, isn't it? It it is, and there, uh, but but as I say, he's he's sending that up, and but but also what's in this movie as well is, it is Clint Eastwood being an older Dirty Harry and it's very watchable forget about you know it reconfiguring his own past or whatever he's still Dirty Harry in one way and he's still great at playing the tough guy and he later saves that girl from an altercation with some young man and it's powerful he still has the power to grip an audience as a tough guy despite all as I a hero yeah definitely yeah. Yeah. yeah but you see I, I you see you're you're kind of and saying I that really through gritted teeth but I that's lo- great well I loved the film I, mm. and I really really enjoyed it but I just I just think it it lacks certain things I just think it's a little cliched don't you think though as I was saying earlier for a movie that was you know huge and, and shown all across you know yeah, it was big, a big success, cinemas wasn't it? Yeah. that it does take a certain amount of risks in the topics that it deals with you don't see this type of thing in mainstream movies a lot yeah, and you don't see characters you know being racist and I'm not saying isn't that a great thing of course it isn't but it's but portrayal it's prepared, of what yeah, yeah exactly yeah, okay, I'll and, give you that. And also, I think, you know, there's there's one or two other tropes in it. I mean, there's there's a young priest who's trying to bring Walt back from to the, the to edge. The, to the true fate. To the he, he, of course, is a Polish-American, basically. Yeah, so. and that relationship is very interesting. And he makes some barbed comments about Catholicism, which are which are very well handled, I think, as well, you know. So there's, there's a lot going on in the movie. There really is the whole, you know, post-industrialization of America. What happens to a town after a massive company yeah, like certainly really captures Detroit oh, and the decline really does, that yeah. has taken place yeah, in, in sections of Detroit. Yeah. Just before we go, um, we should mention, I mean, the politics yeah. of the man who is... Uh, well, they're who weird. Who is this film, basically? Yeah, but I, I, find, I find Eastwood's politics fascinating in a way because he says clearly I'm not a conservative I'm also not a democrat he often describes himself as a libertarian <laughs> he was anti-Vietnam he was pro-Nixon he went to the uh, to, uh, the Republican convention famously in 2012 spoke to Obama like he was in a chair there's, there's a the gestalt thing, yeah. therapy thing where you talk to people from your past and you imagine they're in a chair and he did that with Obama it was completely embarrassing but in fairness to him he went on Ellen DeGeneres a few days later and said what do they expect I'm a crazy Hollywood actor yeah. you know so his politics are strange but they're, they're admirable in a certain way in that he really doesn't tow any kind of line and he's true to you know what he believes in I'm just not sure what that is because it seems to change a lot one of the greats undoubtedly of, of Hollywood of the last 50 years mm. well, over 50 years really when you think about it um, where does this film stand in his in the in the pantheon of Eastwood movies I think it's right up there and I think for, for two things it shows him prepared to play with his own mythology in a very interesting way and also it shows that he still has it at this age and let's not forget I mean he directed American Sniper only recently this is an 85 year old who yeah. shows no signs of going I mean he may be my favourite living kind of actor in a way he's just he's immense he really is he's, he's, he's the titanic of the movie world you know, long may he sail. Okay, good stuff, uh, John Farley. Uh, thank you. The film thank is uh, Grand Trio. Good to have you back, uh, John. Thank you'll you. be back with us again next week. That's our lot on the Sunday show. Just time for me to thank producer Stephen Jordan and Aidan McKelvey who researched. Have a great Sunday.